I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. Thank God this is over. Not the podcast, <laughs> but this series, the, this show. Yeah, this is not a surprise ending of the show. But yeah, I agree. I'm really glad that this is the last time we will have to, have to talk about what show, Sabrina? The Runaways. Marvel's Runaways. I'm, I'm sad that this show is so bad. Just deep sigh i know um the only good thing about this season is that i get to see ty and tandy again <laughs> only good thing yeah really and though so we were that's it yeah we were just discussing uh the release date and we can tell that hulu slash disney whatever the powers that be really truly did stop caring about this series because the first two seasons were aired weekly, and then this final terrible season dropped all on one day on December 13th, 2019. I wonder what that decision was. I mean, I, I'm sure it's part of every other decision in that Runaway Season 3 was, like, underway, and they had to mm. just finish it to finish it, and then put it out so that they can be done with it. Yeah, because the format is definitely still weekly. Even the way, like, the arc of the season, you can tell that this wasn't supposed to be a binge. Yeah, which hmm. we both unfortunately did. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, honestly, the thing that pushed me to finish The Runaways was that I had just binged Cloak and Dagger, <laughs> and I think I was looking up the characters in something else, or I was on IMDb or whatever, and I saw that they had two episodes in the runaways season three and i was like (gasps) (laughs) so i like plowed my way through season two and then i continued on in season three and finally got to the episode where ty and tandy showed up and like i get that they have to credit them for the episode that they were in before it but it was really (laughs) disappointing to realize it wasn't two full episodes but really just like a cameo at the end of one and then the next episode they're in right yeah yeah but yeah, um, but like right before we started to record, I went on Wikipedia to refresh my memory of what happened in season three. And I was like, oh, my God, like I thought yeah. I thought so much of it was over. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I thought that like this whole season was about Morgana or whatever. The Yeah, the witch plot. Morgan, whatever. I thought it was all that, and then I was like, wait, it's not? Yeah, which I think was a huge mistake. The My biggest beef with Runaways is how terribly it is written. So I think mm-hmm. the biggest mistake they made for this season was still carrying over the alien plot from season two. Season two had so much extra stuff in the first half, should have gotten rid of that, made all of season two about aliens, all of season three about the witches. Basic stuff. They didn't do it. Yeah. And I, I just literally was, like, thinking back to our season two episode, and I was like, was I talking about things that happened in season three then? Like... Yeah. Because I, I couldn't remember, and I genuinely was so confused. I was like, what is yeah. going like? Because literally when I read the summary for the first episode, I was like, oh my god, they're still there? Mm-hmm. Like, Zavin is still here, and all of those other people are still here? And I guess I was confusing that, like, in, like, the middle of the season, there's kind of a time jump. 
Yeah. And I guess I was confusing that as like the beginning of this season, which also just goes to show you that this show drags so much that I thought the final five episodes of this show was just the whole last season. It was written like it was an entire season. The thing about, because I think we've talked a lot whenever we do our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes is how much Agents packs in, but they are a weekly uh, show, so they're able to do it. But even then, it still feels cohesive when you're watching it. Of like, I can see what's happening. I'm following how, the for the most part, we got here to there. Agents has 22 episodes. Yeah. This one also got a shorter run. Uh, season three was 10 episodes when the others were like 13, 12. 12. Um, but this one, all of the pivots and the plot were so hard and so out of nowhere that each one felt like its own show. Yeah. Like, I feel like we got eight seasons of Runaway. Yeah. I like, I honestly feel bad that every episode we do about the runaways it's the same complaint and it's the same thing and it's like ugh, the writing ugh, i'm bored ugh, who cares about these people ugh, ugh, ugh. but like if you continue to make the same stale show season after season i'm not gonna enjoy it no and the thing is season one wasn't bad it's seasons two and three that were straight up bad yeah i was like- willing to give it some like I was willing to give it a second season. Like, if I had been watching it totally on my own, I would be willing to give it a second season. I would have stopped halfway through season two. Yeah. Runaways think... 1 had a good enough setup, and then the rest of the series just let it all down. I think they just... They try too hard, I think, mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. To make, like, a very interesting plot that, like, carries over and is, like kind of convoluted and it's mm-hmm. like yeah i if, if you're gonna make i think what is missing from some of these marvel shows is like the camp like mm. you need to really camp up a show like runaways like <laughs> you've got a witch on your team a glowing sparkly like alien mm-hmm. one of them is telepathically connected to a dinosaur <laughs> Like, camp that up. Like, realize Mm -hmm. that you have a really campy show already and Mm. camp it up even more and understand who you are as a show and who your characters are and just make it really campy and self-aware of that camp. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think think it definitely took itself way too seriously. It couldn't find its where it wanted to be between a superhero show and angsty teen drama, like, freeform angsty teen drama, and that's where it collided. Which is, like, ridiculous because those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And um, weird that I'm I'm thinking about this, but I feel like I've been thinking about it kind of recently. I've been thinking about Danny Phantom a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danny Phantom was one of those very self-aware superhero teen shows. Yeah. And it was, like... It's a cult classic. Everyone who watches <laughs> that show loves that show because yes. it is really campy mm-hmm. and it's really tropey, but yeah. it's very self-aware of the tropes in the camp. Definitely. Some of that is easier to do when it's animated because I was thinking like Teen Titans is the same way. Like Teen Titans is very aware of what it is, but it was able to get into some deep stuff done very well. And even yeah. like Cloak and Dagger, which I think is the best comparison we've got right now to Runaways same you know everything cloak and dagger was just so much better in two seasons because it stuck it had a tighter story it had characters who 
weren't all over the place. Like, they were going through their turmoil, but it wasn't, like... I don't know. Maybe it was also because Cloak and Dagger had a smaller cast. But the characters just felt easier to manage. Yeah. I mean, definitely what um, sucks about a, a big cast like The Runaways is that you do kind of have to hope for the best that you're going to get enough seasons where each player mm-hmm. kind of gets their spotlight. Mm-hmm. Because you kind, you kind of can't focus on all five of them or six, however many of them there are. Yeah. Um, at the same time. Like, it's mm-hmm. really, really difficult to focus on all of them at the same time because you have such a time restraint on each episode and each season. So, right. you know, um, good... I'm really trying to think of, like, good ensemble shows right now, and I really can't think of them, that aren't animated. Just because I'm thinking Marvel, I'm trying to think Agents, but Agents is different because it's just longer. (laughs) There's so much, like, Agents is the best comparison for me, but it's also not fair because it's gotten so much more. Like, I guess outside of Marvel, though, like, an ensemble cast could be, like, American Horror Story, which Mm. does that semi-well like their plot goes off the rails often (laughs) um because ryan murphy just goes and then what if there were aliens at this insane asylum and you're just like wait what (laughs) um i'm sorry i don't i don't want to start a beef about american horror story i'm not gonna no you're good i'm trying Um, to think of other ensemble casts i really am because the only other thing I'm thinking about right now is Glee, and Glee was, like, the worst ensemble cast on the face of the planet. Because, I mean, the other... I think, like, a lot of the go-to whenever people think large casts are shows like Friends. But it also, you can't compare Runaways to Friends, totally different genres. And again, Friends got 11 seasons. But also, like, it's a sitcom. It's a very mm-hmm. different, like, yeah. kind of... Uh, feel to it like serious ensemble like dramas don't really exist I don't think not to this extent uh you haven't seen it but crazy ex-girlfriend CW oh, I've seen that you have seen it okay I couldn't remember they had a very small ensemble cast and they only had four seasons totally different genre it's musical comedy drama type show but they were able to really explore different facets of those characters in a way that made sense cohesively throughout the series yeah Yeah. i mean it's not that ensemble it's not that ensemble casts don't work at all but i think what's missing is that crazy ex-girlfriend the main character is rebecca Mm -hmm. um yeah like all all these ensemble casts they usually have like one person who is the main star Mm -hmm. of the cast and everyone is like not technically supporting because they all are like there present all the time right but it's it's ultimately a show about rebecca bunch that makes sense yeah the runaway this show is not like that it's not a show about just nico or just what's the kid alex yes or just alex or just the other white guy, or the only Chase. white guy, Molly, or Gert. It's not about just one of them. It's about all of them. So it's hard mm-hmm. to, like, play with that dynamic, especially because the dynamic of this show with them is usually that they're all fighting. I know. It It made sense because, you know, a group of teenagers trying to blah, 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 blah. But I would like, I would have liked more of them unified <laughs> instead of always at odds. Yeah. 
the only time they ever really unified was during the final fight. And even then they were still like, they were still not fully happy about it. And I was like, okay, I guess this makes sense realistically, but thematically this is really annoying. Yeah. So like this season. Also, Alex Wilder defense squad. I'm, I felt so bad for him this entire series. They really just took his character and what could have been interesting of just like Alex being like having a dark side and like blah, 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 and, and dark ambition, blah, blah, blah. It just came at such like brick wall times of just like, and now he is this and now he is this that it just felt me to me. It was just like, can't Alex catch a break? Yeah, truly. Um, I think the crux of Alex's uh, character is that he's really, really dead set on getting all of their parents in jail. Yes. Like, he's the only one that hasn't, like, shifted from this mindset where, like, at the forefront of his mind always is the fact that their parents committed ritualistic murder once a year. Yep. And all of the other kids in the group kind of, like, wane from that. They're like, ah, like, well, maybe Mm -hmm. um, there are parents, which... It was interesting in season one, mm-hmm. but in season two and three, you're like, oh my God. I Just thought- like, Decide, decide. Yeah. And if you're not going to help, leave. Yeah. I thought they did it too quick because it. I felt I understood that complex situation that they were in. But then by season three, when they were just like- teaming up with their parents, I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You do not- you did not give us the- the journey to get to this end point. Yeah. But, like, the thing with this season, like we were saying before, is that it starts off with the alien stuff. Still. And then the alien stuff ends because... It just does. It does. Um, I They manage to, like, explode all of them, but without destroying their bodies. Yep. Um, Alex, it turns out, was the one of the aliens yeah it's just every bad thing that when they can turn alex against the group they do exactly and finally that's over mm-hmm. and then they all end up in this like dark place um yep that ty and tandy called like the loa because a mm-hmm. um i just love ty and tandy um But they're in, like, this, like, dark universe or whatever. And they end up there for, like, months, apparently. Six months. And Molly is not with them, so they left Molly out there for six months. Oh, yeah. I think so, right? Or was it the second time when they went The second time for sure Molly wasn't there. I don't remember the first time. Oh, yeah, I don't remember either. But, like, they were there for so long, and we discover that this is where the, like, voice that's been talking to Nico is. And that's where she, like, sent those guys who were attacking the hostel. Yeah. Because it's just this dark dimension that we find out about. I had to watch this episode twice to figure out what was happening and where this fit into the plot, because I was so confused. But it's the dark dimension... They kind of explain it, but what actually really helps explain it is only when Ty and Tandy show up. Because for, at least for us, who are familiar with Cloak and Dagger, when they were like, oh, we know this place, it's this in-between world, and they were just like, 
thank you, Ty and Tandy. I know exactly what's happening now. Runaways yeah. did a terrible job explaining it without the without cloak and dagger context. Yeah. And then um but like they're they're in that place, whatever, and then they come back and it's it, they find out that Morgan has been like out this entire time and she's basically yeah. been changing the world. Um is now in charge of Wizard. Yeah. Because she possessed Nico's dad. Nico's dad. And I, I... Gert and Molly's father have has been living on the, like, compound of the <laughs> crazy people church. The light church. Yeah. Um, because he still doesn't know that everyone's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the Chase's dad and and Gert's mom are dealing with the fact that they both slept with each other when they weren't each other. Yeah. And I, it's just like so convoluted. And I really truly hated seeing that there was like weird sexual tension between the (laughs) two of them. Yeah. Like, ew. Yeah. I didn't need that. Yeah. I was very happy when Gert's mom went back to her husband. Because for a second, you were worried. <laughs> exactly. But like, you're also just kind of like, what is going on? It was a terrible, just, it was yet another moment we were just shoved along the plot without any forethought or context of just like, you were in this weird Dark Dimension episode, you found out there was a dun-dun, six-month time jump, and then you have to deal with the fallout without any, like, wait, what? Which, if that was what, like, the point they were trying to do of, you're in the same, you feel the same way the characters do. Like, that, that, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. This is awful. You, you can do time jumps like that and have it make sense. Yeah, definitely. And, like, it is definitely, like, jarring. And that mm-hmm. usually works when those time jumps happen. But in this one, you're just like, what's going on? Yeah. It like, was too. No prep. Too disorienting. No. Exactly. Especially for a, a season so short. Mm-hmm. Um. But the second half of the season is, like, all of the kids being like, well, we're done now. Yeah. So what do we do now? Do we go home? Do we split up? Do we spend our money? Do we have money? They, like, go to brunch, and then they find out about the the phones, and then Gert is, like, almost dating that guy. (laughs) And Chase is very jealous, but, like, isn't he, at this point, isn't he the one who broke up with her? And I just literally don't. It's just, it's all so convoluted, and I just don't care enough. And the reason why I even watched in the first place was to get to Ty and Tandy's episode, which I did, and I loved. It was a very good episode. Um, I love I love the way that they appear, too. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't really prepared for them in that episode. Like, I knew that mm. their episode was coming up, so, but I didn't know, like, when it was coming. So when... Nico was trying to go back to the dark dimension Mm -hmm. and then all of the like black smoke was appearing. I was like, (gasps) (laughs) they're here. Like I was getting so excited. Yeah. And then when they just like kind of pop out and they're like, where are we? Yeah. Like, what is this? And you're just like, oh my God, they're here. (laughs) I loved their interactions with the runaways because in your head, you're just like, of course, this crossover is going to go so smoothly. And then when they collide, you're just like, oh, wait, no, this is actually how it would make sense. <laughs> because their personalities versus the Runaways' personalities and just the weird who knows what's happening situation of it all is like, okay, 
I like seeing seeing them figure out and navigate each other and then end up ultimately working together. Yeah, well, what I find so great about this episode is that you can kind of see where their te- their teams kind of are wildly different and why they mm-hmm. why the Runaways doesn't work and why Cloak and Dagger does is because Ty and Tandy, when they get separated in the Dark Dimension, they're like, well, we have to find each other. We have to find each other. We have to find each other. Like, I can't leave without them. I can't leave without them. Whereas Gert is like trying to get out from the second they get there. Right. Like valid because Molly's not with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not like listening to each other. They're not doing anything. And mm-hmm. like Ty and Tandy obviously don't trust these people because like Nico was able to summon them and they've never mm-hmm. like experienced that before to our knowledge. So it's like, who are you? Um, Tandy obviously uses her powers against Nico, which freaks Nico out. Yeah. Um, which I think was marriage or something. It was Carolina, but yeah, whatever. Um, I'm so not interested in that relationship anymore. I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't. Anyways, um, but yeah, there's like just so much happening with the like the two groups, and you can just see how superior Ty and Tandy are because <laughs> they only care about getting each other out safely. Yeah, and the rest Which, of them again, are just like all splintered. Yeah, again. It's just annoying to watch. We shouldn't be this late into the season, this late into the entire series, and the Runaways still don't like each other. Like, the Runaways are still a terrible team. That, like, none of them were really interested in getting Alex back until this point, and it was really only Nico who wanted to get Alex back. Which, again, the first half of season two, they gave Alex so much trouble for leaving Carolina behind, and then they were just perfectly willing to just yeet off with Alex. Exactly. Okay. And it's like, at a certain point, I've, I feel like I've said this in the last episode of this too. At a certain point, things need to be forgiven. It can't mm. be a grudge for the rest of the series. It really mm-hmm. cannot. I cannot, yeah. if this show went on for another like six seasons or whatever, <laughs> and it was still like Alex is the bad guy. Alex tried to leave Carolina behind. Alex isn't the leader. Like, you have to choose. Alex is either the leader, and you do his plans, and you listen to what he says, or mm-hmm. you don't include him and let him go. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just so frustrating to watch. And, like, that's the crux of this. It doesn't feel like found family because they don't care about each other. I know. They keep saying it, and then when it comes down to it, they're really bad at showing it until the final fight. It's only until the final fight that we finally see that, like, do you actually yeah. care about each other? And then, like, Molly has I, her quinceanera, yeah. right? They're like, do Oh, that was a little... sweet episode. It was a yeah. sweet episode. But again, you're watching this episode, and she's basically going, sorry, Alex, I don't like you. I like Chase. <laughs> like, even though yeah. Chase is genuinely probably the, like, correct choice there, mm. it's just very, like, mean, Mm-hmm. Like, why are you acting this way? Like, you're supposed to all yeah. be family. Like, mm-hmm. don't be obnoxious this way. Like, be be better. Yeah. Just be and better. I, we, we just keep going back to how terrible the writing is because I genuinely really liked the cast. I really liked the characters, the kids, and the parents. I thought they played their characters with the best that they were given and I just would have liked to actually see this 
exact cast do a better version of Runaways. Yeah. Because I felt like they could have done their characters really well. Yeah. And, and like, I will say my favorite actress from the whole show is um, Tina Minoru, Nico's mom. Mm. Because she had to play the, like, the stone-cold bitch. She had to play the, like, tough businesswoman. She had to play the weirdly sexual teen alien possessed. She played the, like, grieving wife, mother. I just... She did a very good job, and I did not expect that much range to come from that character. And she I handled it all very well. I was watching something where that actress showed up, and I was like, <gasps> "Tina!" <laughs> like I just, I don't remember what it was. I have to look it up now. But like I genuinely remember seeing her face and being like, "What? <laughs> like what are you doing here?" Um. Because I feel like it was something else like Marvel or maybe something slightly... Re- it was either something kind of related or something absolutely completely different. And it was apparently, only like a couple of episodes. Apparently that character has a name drop somewhere in the MCU. Like her this as the CEO of Wiz Tech, Tech. Company. Um, but the actress isn't... She's, a, she's English. It's a different actress. Because the Runaways hadn't been conceptualized yet. But Tina Minoru is supposedly floating around the MCU. Oh, Doctor Strange. Who's Doctor Strange? Found it. Oh, that would make sense. I just looked up Tina Minoru actress and it showed me this person. I was like, I don't know who this is. I looked up and I was like, this is not her. And then I went down and it says Doctor Strange. I could see that. Tina Minoru would be training in the dark. Because that's what we're also led to believe. um, That's where Nico went after... Oh, oh my god. If we're going to talk about how bad the season is, can we please talk about how bad the series finale is? That final episode? So bad. We did, again, just a hard shove into we're going here now with the whole audience of time travel? You okay. really, time wait, travel. Wait, let's, let's just backtrack a little bit. Let's just backtrack a little bit. So the final, so like, fight of this show is mm-hmm. with Morgan. Also, I hated um, Morgan. I hated everything about her design. We did not need to see that much cleavage on a witch. Honestly, it was just I genuinely an insane amount of sexualization on the witches. Same. Every time I saw the teasers, I was like, "Oh, something happens to Carolina's mom." Nope. No, it's just like the same kind of looking actress. Um, yeah. Regardless, um, the the final fight is with Morgan at the hostel. The, everyone kind of has, like, a plan. They figure it out. They're trapping her with salt. Mm-hmm. And um, Gert's a genius by mm-hmm. getting her to talk and, like, walking around her with, like, salt. Yeah. Kind of, like, streaming out of her pocket as she's yeah. doing this. Um, but Gert gets, like, hit in the process and dies. Yeah. So... Literally, because Chase has been told by his father that he managed to send a message back, like, with time travel, Chase is now aware that he is able to, he he figures it out at some point, and so Mm -hmm, he spends mm -hmm. the next three years locked up in the hostel, which Molly, him and Molly are still living there. I don't know if Molly is or not. He definitely is. is. That would make sense. But yeah. 
um, Carolina has gone off to college and mm-hmm. Nico has gone to somewhere to learn magic. Um, we assume the Doctor Strange Iron Fist place. Why can't I think of it? It's Kunlun? not the Iron Fist place. Kunlun is different Strange from place. the Doctor Strange place. Okay. Um, I cannot remember the name of it because I don't care even a little bit about Doctor Strange. Um, and Alex has partnered up with his dad to reform Pride. Is it all of Pride? Not like well, I all guess of, technically but like to like re rebrand. He made a startup Pride, to rebrand yeah. it. To get rid of all of the, like, culty bullshit that was involved with it and do only the good stuff that they were doing. Right. Um, but, like, it, again, you're basically going, this guy's gonna be the, the, the evil one. Yeah. Um, also, the soul patch. Yeah, that's how you knew. <laughs> the soul patch. Why? It's because that actor is so baby-faced. They're like, how the hell do we make you look like you aged? Give him a better beard then. A soul patch. Are you kidding me? Okay, whatever. Um, But Chase has basically locked himself away, and the only time he leaves is probably to eat and go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Not even shower. I don't even, like, probably not even shower. Um, And finally, he figures out how to time travel. He does it, and it's complicated. Yeah. It's I do appreciate Runaways episode. didn't even try to go into the science. They're just like, Chase can do it. We're just gonna, just go, just go. Yeah. And it was just, the last episode was just this weird, like, Alex time travels from like 10 years into the, from, from 10 years into the future, he time travels back to kill Carolina. All of I them. Think. No, he wants to kill all of them, and he, he starts wants... with Nico. Oh, okay. There we go. But he fails, and then, like, Chase from the future shows up and is like, ah, oh, Alex is a bad guy. And then it's just, like, this whole craziness and, like, yep. I I just can't. Like, they, they basically start following this future Alex through time to yeah. prevent him from killing anyone. Yeah. Any of them. Because apparently in the future... One of them tries to kill him. Yeah, they the motivation for future Alex to start killing the others is terrible because it's they're trying so hard to tease for a future season, but it's so vague that we don't we're just confused and as a team Alex person, mad that he is once again the bad guy. I just don't like any it. motivation. Like, Alex is the one character in the entire show, who is so dead set on getting, like, I get that he's, like, kind of revenge-fueled, mm-hmm. but he's doing it because his parents did a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to pick one of them to turn evil, why not pick the only straight white guy in the group? <laughs> yeah, he really did end up becoming the hero of the the, seri- the finale episode. And it was just... They threw so much and what should have been, you can't, like, you can tease and leave things open-ended if you want, but they threw so much into the finale that it was just, like, a whole, it was just new, like, and this, yeah. too, and it was just, it was terrible. The yeah. entire, I hated the entire series finale. So thing, things that made me super uncomfortable 
was at one point when they traveled back in time to when they were still in high school, like before everything happened. It was supposed and, to be the day they discover the cult. And um, Chase, future Chase, runs into past Gert. Mm-hmm. And he's like looking at her like, oh my God, it's you. Like, And yeah. my brain was just like, you're like in your 20s, like your late 20s now. I know. He also had, like, scruffy hair to show that age. <laughs> but I, I was like, you are so much older than her now, and I get that this was your, like, teen romance, one that got away because she died in your mm-hmm. arms. But, like, I just felt so uncomfortable. It wasn't great. It was also, he was the one, as the future traveler, who established all the time travel rules of just, like, don't and do this, this, it. this, and this. And then he, of course, immediately broke it. And it's just everything about how that whole episode was written was really bad. And they were trying to tease all of these big, what could have been interesting story things. But even if it had happened to a season four, I would not have watched it because I wouldn't have cared. There was no way that they were ever going to bring these characters to the plot that they wanted them to be at because we'd never had any of the buildup that we were told was supposed to be there. Yeah. Well, okay. And then the end of this episode was basically they the future travelers end up at the final fight from the episode before. Yep. And older Chase takes the place of Gert. To talk to and trap To talk Morgan. to her yeah. and make the circle and, like, die, basically. Yeah. Um, And it was like, okay, cool. So you just did that. Right. There was no, like... I don't know, Chase is still alive because he's still, like, upstairs, like, knocked out by his older self. So it's, like, this is, like, a paradox now. Right. So I think that was the other thing about their their time travel is Chase was pretty much, like, if you have... Then who you are... When he's talking to, like, future... The, the squad that lived with Gert's death. It's, like, those three years in between are going to change. Like, you're not going to be... This is all going to go away. And they're, like, yeah, okay, let's do it. So then I I was okay with that. I guess, idea of the timeline. I don't know. They did, they tried to do time travel in this final 40 minute episode of an entire series. And it was mm-hmm. bad. But basically, I'm just glad that a certain timeline just dissolved. And we just got the, like, the reset of like, okay, the six of them are alive. They're fine. They're going to go get brunch. Let's just well, I go think what I, I think what I don't like about it is that it implies that Gert was the glue that held them together. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it implies that Gert was the reason that they were together at all, and that's what, like, and her death, like, splintered them, mm-hmm. and that's what, like, I can get, I can understand that the death in the group would probably yeah. splinter them without, like, that person being you know, the glue or whatever. Mm -hmm. But every time, like, I think about it, it's just like, nah, at the end of Mm -mm. this, they still probably would have splintered, you know? Yeah, the couples would have stayed together and that's it. Yeah, it's possible, but it's also possible that, like, Nico is still living with the, well, I should have been better, I should have been better, I should have been better, and still went on her, like, three-year tour. Right, to learn how to do magic better and still leave Carolina hanging and Carolina has to pick up her own pieces and go to college and figure that out. The only like real difference I would imagine is like Gert and Chase are like chilling, but also yeah. they are the most 
the couples in this show are so dramatic that I can't even <laughs> imagine Gert and Chase having a happily ever after because I feel like Chase is going to say something stupid and then they're going to break up again. <laughs> and then she's going to go to whatever that college she was trying to apply to. Simmons. Yep. In Massachusetts. No? Yep. Yeah. The only reason I remember that is because we went to college in Boston. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's just a ridiculous set of things that are happening. And I just think that, like, they still would have splintered off no matter what. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which, I think it still would have just happened. That makes sense. Because it goes back to the thing of we were never led to believe that the, the bond that brought them together was that strong. Strong at all. This kind of, like, makes me think back to what we were saying about Cloak and Dagger and about how, like, if Ty and Tandy got together, they'd have to stay together. Mm. It, like, kind of reminds me of that in that, like, I'm not interested in watching people fight. Right. Or, like, figure out how to be together Mm -hmm. past, like, a season. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what, like, core issue is here in Runaways is that, from season one, none of them want to be around each other except the couples just want to be with each other and that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. see a bond between Gert and Nico or Gert and, and Carolina. And I don't see a bond between Alex and literally anyone else outside of Nico a little bit. But, like, Nico was so yeah. mad at him for the first two seasons and only sort of started being friends with him again. Yeah, I wish, and this is yet another failing, is they kept saying that Nico and Alex were best friends, but we never saw it. Yeah. We never saw it. Yeah. And I really would have liked to see that friendship. I would have liked to see how they worked with each other past the awkward, we almost dated stage and like, no, at the end of the day, you're still my best friend. But they literally, all of them hated Alex. They had like one episode where that happened and then- that was it and it was like okay they're not really friends or whatever and it's just like i know okay it's it's starting to get repetitive but it is what it is this show fails because Mm -hmm. they lack to they they failed in solidifying the bonds between the runaways yeah as a group instead of as individuals yeah i really wouldn't believe it if one of them was in trouble like i i honestly would believe it if one of them was in trouble and the other was like, so? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't I don't feel it. I, oh, 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 I'm thinking of a serious ensemble cast that works. What? Sensate. Oh, Sensate, okay. the whole show is about eight characters who are mentally connected and mm-hmm. still every single character has its own, has their own plot line, has their own like story, has their own background and it's, pretty fleshed out like definitely some characters are more fleshed out than others but that's just the nature of having like eight eight person members um but there we go okay does the 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 whole technically not found family because it's like random but Mm -hmm. they do the ensemble really really well right right so there's that and i nice and Runaways just doesn't do it. Runaways doesn't know no. how to build relationships. No, they don't. And it's a shame because I believed in these actors. I believed in this cast. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that a cast, like, actors are only as good as their script. Mm. And 
which I truly, truly rediscovered yesterday when I rewatched the Percy Jackson movies. What? Oh, I so I I, I read all the Percy Jackson books this la- last week. Yeah, but which, what do you mean? Why did you rewatch the movie? Because I I wanted to compare how I felt after reading the books from before yikes. I read the books. Oh, yeah. Because I I watched them before I ever read the books, and I was like, this seems fun. Oh. Uh, and so I was like, okay, now I read the books, so I want to watch them again. Oh man. And I watched them again, and I was like, wow. Wait, is there more than one? Yeah, there's two, because three years after the first one came out, they were like, let's make another one. Oh, they did make the second. Wow. Yeah. And Anyways. Horrible. Um, yep. But I really, watching that first one, I was like, this script is so bad. Mm-hmm. And these actors are not. <laughs> because, like, okay, the gods are played by Sean Bean, Rosario Dawson. Oh. Um, I don't know. I think Poseidon was, like, a... a a famous guy too like all of the adults are like famous right right and the kids are not as famous but um logan lerman is a pretty good actor mm-hmm. the girl who plays annabeth chase is also a pretty good actor i don't know the guy who plays grover right but i know that the two of them are really good actors but watching the movie you're just like ah yikes mm-hmm. so you need a good script for the actors to be able to like do their job right not gonna lie, the parents had fairly good development and arcs. Those, like, the parents were fine actors. Like, again, I really liked all of the moms in this series. I think that's the other issue with this show, is that they cared more about the plot lines of the parents than of the kids. Yeah, I know. They should have kept the parents' role more mysterious. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Anyways, it was just... They, the cast deserved better than the show that they got, and this show is right. This show's writing was absolutely trash, and so therefore the second, the final two seasons are just straight up bad. They're just really yeah. bad, but yeah. it's okay. We finished, and we will never have to talk about the Runaways again. Thank God. I know. All right. Um, yep. See what we do for you, listeners, who are may, who may or may not be out there. Um, next up on our hate watch list, not the next episode, but next up on our hate watch list is what? Eternals? Not Eternals. Immortals? In- Inhumans. Inhumans. Thank you. Inhumans. I honestly think that it should... I think we should figure out a way to set up a Zoom chat like and watch <laughs> it at the same time. With and alcohol. And then just like drink. <laughs> and just record and drink. Yeah, that's the only way we're going to get through that one. And I don't, I don't, I don't think that we should watch more than one episode. I think it just should be the one episode. I'm okay with that. The pilot, and that's it. Um, I'm okay with that. But yeah. No, next week we are starting, um, do you want to introduce what we're just starting next week since (gasps) I'm the white girl? Oh, wait, it is. This is, look at the passage of time. (laughs) (laughs) So for people who don't know. May is also Asian Pacific American. Hang on. Oh, God. It has such a Isn't long it title. Asian American Pacific Islander? I think because the acronym is also highly contested. Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. That is May. May is Asian. That's APIA. I'm sorry. I'm Asian and I get this acronym wrong. Like every time I say it out loud, I can type it fine. But, anyways. <laughs> May is going to be Asian-themed. I'm really excited. 
Um, if Simu Liu wants to come on the podcast, we're happy to talk about Shang-Chi. But he's not going to do that, so we're not talking about Shang-Chi. <laughs> no, but we are going to kick it off with Mulan, so... Yes. Get excited. Yay. Because we're going to talk about Mulan next week. I'm excited. And with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And you can send us an email at EMFangirls at gmail.com if you want to talk to us about anything. And since next week is May, Asian stuff. Um, but yeah, so please listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and rate us, review us follow do all the lovely lovely things to help out the podcast thank you to dexter britain for letting us use their song wonderland thanks to us for editing and producing and watching runaways <laughs> <laughs>